press in, you know, don't isolate yourself, really um, find those people who are going to care for you at your worst. Jump, you're ready now, jump, the sky's the limit, jump, 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 leave it all behind and jump, just go for it, jump, if you can dream it, jump, 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 together we can do all things. Oh my goodness, hey guys, this is Rebecca here with Jump, Jump to the Life of Your Dreams, and today I have Lindsay Blake. <laughs> Got it right. right. Yeah. Yep. I found Lindsay on Facebook through a mutual friend. And because I'm married to a guy from Nebraska. So, yeah. so somebody in Nebraska that knew somebody in Nebraska that knew somebody in Nebraska in the, your photos and nope. that on my feed. And it was pretty intense because I was like, oh my gosh, what is this about? So I contact Lindsay to bring her to the show because I want to hear more about what she's doing in her book and the release and the everything that she is building and bringing to this world. So welcome, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Wonderful. So tell us a little bit about you and your book and let us get to know you. So for the people that are listening to this what who who are you like what is the thing <laughs> i'm lindsay i'm a single mom to a five-year-old named carson and i recently released a published book um not self-published we have a publisher i was a co-author i wrote a book with a friend so if you think writing a book on its own is hard try writing a book with someone who lives in canada oh my god she lives in canada yes and when we first started, I lived in South Africa. So we had major time differences and we were sending drafts back and forth through email. So it was a long process, but here we are on the other that's, side. That's so great. So tell me, tell me a little bit, like, why did it make you guys decide to write a book together? Mm, great question. Well, we traveled the world together with there was a total of 11 girls. Um, it was through an organization called YWAM, Youth with a Mission. And both of us have photography and English degrees. And we had started a blog together while we traveled. And we always thought, let's someday write a book together. And then I am an eight on the Enneagram scale. And I am always wanting to go, go, go. Well, I just had had Carson and I thought, why not? It's a perfect time <laughs> to oh. write a book, having a newborn. So I sent Elaine a text message and I said, hey, would you be interested in writing a book together? And she wrote back and said, absolutely. And we didn't have any sort of concept. We didn't have a storyline or an outline or even character names. I think I just said, hey, why don't you write a chapter and I'll write a chapter and we'll see how we can integrate it together. Not the smartest, but here we are. We did it. So that's awesome. Oh my goodness. So you guys were in the, in the you guys are on the road for eleven years? Uh no, two and a half. 
two and a half years and it was one of the most incredible experiences. Yes. We ended up actually, the 11 of us, we ended up writing a book together. It was a compilation of our pictures and the stories. And then we kind of did a book tour along the West Coast um, up into Canada. And, you know, we are sisters for life. It was an amazing experience. Um, we all still keep in touch. We're looking at doing a reunion in October. Oh, wow. Reunion. So, yeah. Because the, the cool thing is that a mission, all of you guys together brought your hearts together. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden you didn't see difference between you guys. You guys are all in one mission together. And because yes. of that, you guys just learn how to love each other. And yes. you're, in your own difference. And it, and it was, it was difficult. You know, we have, we have people from Canada, from Argentina, from New Zealand, from the States all over. And so it was not a walk in the park. I mean, I think those first six, eight months were difficult. There was a lot of headbutting and figuring it out. And I think we all can pinpoint it to when we were in Germany is when we kind of went from, um, you know, all of that conflict, not that there wasn't conflict afterwards, but from, you know, major, like, are we in this? Are we not to sisters? Um, and then once you become family, you know, you're still going to get the drama, but you're committed to each other. That's right. Which is kind and of I, transition into our book. It's about family. And it is. Like, so, yeah. It is. Okay. So, but one thing that is calling my attention is um and I'm sorry if I get out of the script, but I just wanted to flow it's okay. in my heart, is a lot of people struggle to feel like they belong into a sisterhood. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they belong to friends and things like that. So what do you think would be your advice for people that are feeling lonely and that they don't have any friends? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I would be so, back when I was a lot younger, I'd be so quick to give advice um, because I thought I knew it all. Um, I have learned the complexities of personalities and relationships, and I definitely have positivity in my top five strengths. So for me to get on here and tell someone who maybe struggles more with feeling, you know, accepted or whatnot um, feels hard, but I would just say press in you know, don't isolate yourself, really um, find those people who are going to care for you at your worst, because I will tell you what, um, I am not always awesome to be around, you know, I have my moments, but it's those girls who are going to stick it out and still love me, love me through my crap, if you will. Um, Those are the ones that you want to hold on to. And so it can be easy, you know, to want to tense up, when it gets hard, but it's okay to, to be mad. You know, I always tell Carson, like your feelings of anger are okay. It's what we do with those, you know, are we going to hit? Are we going to pull ourselves away? Um, or are we going to allow ourselves to feel that and then jump back in the relationship? Right. No, no, that's incredible. By the way, I have a six year old son. Yes, I do. I love you really well. Uh, Mm -hmm. So so I also, I I understand. So you wrote a book that says the, the, the title of the book is remember us. Yes. So 
what do you say? What is this? You are telling me the book is about family, and what else? Like, it's it's it's, it's talking about what a leap of faith. It's talking about encouragement, and yeah. I would say Dress is considered a book club fiction book about family. Um, you know, it's got the humor. It's relatable. It's complicated. It's quirky. It's engaging. Um, it's about forgiveness and reconciliation and what that looks like when that actually happens and maybe when it doesn't within a family. Um, and I just, I believe everybody will find a piece of themselves on the pages of this book because everyone can relate to family, right? We can relate to the joys of family and we can relate to the relational hardships and dysfunction of family. Yes. And it's all in there. So, and, and, and coming from a crazy family that I did, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will really relate to this book. Thank you. I'll make sure. <laughs> and by the way, I'm coming to Omaha in April, so I want to figure yeah. out how to get a, a book that is signed by you. Well, that would be awesome, and we can have coffee or something. Yes, that's wonderful. <laughs> so, you know, coming from a crazy family, um, what do you what do you say for the people that they don't want to remember? Mm. You know, wow. that wasn't in the question list. I know, I know. It's just <laughs> no. That's a good. I mean, that's, that's a good. That's such a good question. Um, you know, I I honestly think there are some relationships where, you know, obviously my heart is to always extend forgiveness and for reconciliation. Um, but I do know that people make choices, right? they have to choose. And so I can't choose for them. And so if they decide to choose not to that, then you have to cut off relationships. Mm. So, you know, I'm not encouraging anybody to jump off ship and do that, but I also know that there's a healthy balance, right? Like you don't need to stay in an abusive relationship if it's abusive, right? Um, you know, give your all. And then if it's, if it's not going to work it out, you know, that's so, so I see that you are a big believer that we should take leaps of faith. Yes. And the name of this podcast is Jump because it's about moving forward, doing something. Yes. And help them or help the listeners to the life that they wanted to leave, that they just imagined, but they don't know how to get. So tell us, tell me a little bit about that. Tell me a little bit of where you stand about taking a leap of faith? Well, I've always been a big dreamer. I mean, I, I have a blog. I don't think it's up there right now, but I would keep a dream list that was about a hundred deep, you know, crazy things, you know, and one of them on there was to write a book. Um, I didn't know when, if it would happen, you know, there's still things on that list where I'm like, is that ever going to happen? But I allow myself you know, to dream, to think, what, what do I really want to do? Um, so I've always been a huge dreamer. And actually, I wanted to read you my dedication. My dedication in the book um, of Remember Us is to my son. And I said, for Carson, you are my favorite, my greatest gift. Dream big, work hard, take risks, all with your eyes focused on the sun. If you fail, you are not a failure. You are courageous for getting up and trying again. I've got your back. I love you big, always and forever. And I, I think I want my son. I know I'm almost tearing up even saying it. I love my son so much. And I want him 
to live a brave life. You know, I want him to go for things even when his heart is scared. And even if he fails, um, because our success isn't tied to if it's successful and it, you know, it's tied for going for it. And so that's what I want my son to know. And if, if he's going to follow it, he has to have someone to follow. So this book was kind of a, a dream of mine, but then also kind of a, you know, I want him to see this so that he knows that his mom is brave. So he knows what it means to be courageous. Right. It's like you're writing a love letter for him, for your generation. That's beautiful. I love that. I really do. And, and I, one thing that called my attention when I was reading the, this dedication that you had is uh, look towards the sun, mm. you know, and I have a children's book that I wrote. It's called Looking Up. Yeah. And, and the thing is about looking towards the sun. That means don't be looking around what other people are doing or looking down, right? Look yeah. up. Yes. Because that's the only way for you to just rise. Yes. My editor, um, when she was editing our book, she was like, you spelled sun wrong. It's S-U-N. And I was like, no, no, it's S-O-N with a capital S. And, you know, I was able to kind of share with that. But That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. So what was the biggest challenge that you went through when you're writing this this writing career or travel, what is the biggest thing that you had to deal with and confront that was such a challenge? Girl, I mean, <laughs> Remember Us was six years in the making. Wow. You know, like I said, um, I was living in South Africa. I had just had a baby. Lane was living in Canada, you wow. know, just, just married, not just married. She'd been married for a few years, but you know, um, they were building a business. Um, she has a photography business. Small business is never easy. And we decided to write a book together. Um, and so I think writing a book on your own is hard enough, but when you add somebody else into the mix and their ideas or whatnot, um, it can get challenging. And so Lane and I are great friends, but we've, we've gone through the fire together, you know, and I think our relationship has been refined even more. Um, there was a, there was about a year in there when we completely stopped writing Lane kind of basically hated the book. And so we stopped writing and I finally, a year later was like, Hey Lane, I really think we have something here. Let's give it a shot again. And so we pushed through, we wrote, then Lane flew down to Omaha. Um, so we could edit it together and read it out loud. And I think we got rid of at least 35,000 words. We basically kind of changed the whole. It's like after like six years of writing this book, can we do it in one? I was like, yeah, I know. So went through many edits, you know, we've had our share of needing to talk things through and talk them out. So for us, I think that has been kind of the biggest challenge is just trying to mold and meld and mesh two people into one book. Right. So I think you did a pretty darn good job. (laughs) I believe in you. I really do believe in you. And I'm so proud of you guys that you guys were able to finish through. 
to run that race and finish through because that is such a big deal because there's so many people that they started writing and doing but they can never finish because they don't feel it's perfect enough you know well and then I mean on top of that you know in the book industry I mean it's really you can self-publish you know but we didn't want to self-publish and that adds a dynamic, you know, when you're trying to find an agent, you know, I think we sent our book to over 100 agents and trying to find a publisher, you know, there are so many opportunities for us to be like, mm, let's just be done. You know, this is too hard. This isn't going to work. But I think both of us have that personality where we're like, no, let's, we want to do this. We want to do it this way. And so let's keep going. So how did you find the agent? Um, well, we ended up finding a publisher through, uh, um, it's kind of like an online, online crowdfunding public. It's called publicizer and, um, people you, you have, you ask people to buy a, an advanced reader copy and depending on how many you sell depends on the type of publisher you get. And so we got um, a publisher based out of New York. And um, yeah, so we were able to move forward. And then I think from that point, it almost took us a whole another year for it to actually be printed. So, you know, again, it's, it's a slow, slow process where, you know, you could find reasons to stop. Right. So you have to push through that. And that's the thing is, is your why has to be so strong inside of you that you really want to do this, that to silence the thousand reasons why you should stop. And you'll be like, no, I'm going to silence you. and I'm going to silence you and I'm going to keep moving forward. That's incredible. That's incredible. So, um, I wanted to ask you, because you're a writer, I'm sure you love many different quotes, but do you have one that really just speaks to your heart right now mm. that you like to share with the people that are listening to us? What is the few quotes that really speak to you right now? I think, yeah. I mean, I love words. Um, and so quotes, I used to have them all over, you know, my room when I was in high school and I got all the magnets. Um, but I think, you know, throughout life at different seasons of life, different ones speak more to you. And I, I just wrote down a few. One is by Nelson Mandela and it says, remember to celebrate milestones as you prepare for the road ahead. And I think that's important. Um, you know, even with Carson in school and, you know, you don't want to just celebrate the end result. There are, you want to have milestones set throughout the process that you can celebrate because that's, what's going to help you get to the end goal because it's not a sprint. This is a marathon and you know, you have different mile markers that you want to make it to. So I think, yeah, celebrating those is awesome. That's why I love that one. And then the other quote is by Stephen King and it says, amateurs sit and wait for inspiration. The rest of us just get up and go to work. And I, I think, love that. And I think it's just so true. I mean, we could sit and stew on it for hours. And I think artists can be some of the most people that sit and wait because we're feelers. Yeah. No, you're right about that. And so, one of the things, there's a quote that says, um, 
let inspiration find you working. Yeah. Yes. That means, well, that's so good. That's you know what I mean? Like be working, be doing something. Do not wait for just inspiration. To right. Come. And as a writer, you know, even if you're not writing a story right now, you want to be writing every day. That's where it comes from, you know, out of that. It's so amazing that you're saying this because we did have many people in the podcast coming and that's the repetitive message of do the work anyway, right? Yeah. Anyway, don't wait, you know? And you're the second person that I hear saying I love words. There's a, a woman named Mikasi Green. She's one of my editors. And she says, every time I meet with her, she says, I love words. Yes. It's incredible. I mean, words, I mean, there are, there's so much power behind words. And that's why we also need to be careful with how we use them because words can bring life and words can bring death. And I always want my words to bring life. Do I fail? Absolutely. But it's what, what do we do with that? You know? Yes. Forgiveness. Do we seek reconciliation? Yeah. Again, so what main themes from our book. So that's right. I'm excited for that. So what will be the one challenge that you wanted to bring to the people that listen to us? Mm. You know, yeah. and for some reason they just fell into this episode and they're driving or they're at the gym. What will be the one like challenge that you would like to just leave it to them? Wow. Well, I think art is such a sacred space. And yet it's the artists who have to put themselves out there for the world to judge their work. Um, and I still doubt myself. I still doubt my writing. You know, I still doubt my photography. But putting, remember, us out there for the world to enjoy, to judge, um, is taking that leap of faith and letting people look at me. So I would say, you know, be, be diligent and persevere. Without those two, remember, remember us wouldn't be on bookshelves push through the hard, push through the impossible. When you fall, because you're going to fall, we're all are going to fall, you know, allow yourself the place to be sad. It's okay to feel sad, but don't stay there. Pick yourself up. Don't quit. Um, and I would just say, remember that success isn't in selling the millions, although it would be nice if we sold a million. <laughs> but it's in the satisfaction, you know, that we accomplished something. We fulfilled a dream. Yeah. And I think too, also, you know, a challenge to my listeners um, and to our readers is to seek forgiveness and reconciliation with the ones you love. That's beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> that is so beautiful. Seek, reconcil seek rec forgiveness and reconciliation with those that you love. Because at the end of the day, that's really what matters, right? Yeah, it's true. That's so wonderful. Where can people find you? They can find Lane and I on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, if we're at Blake and Beckner. Blake and Beckner is all spelled out. And we also have a website called Blake and Beckner. B-L-A-K-E-A-N-D-B-E-C-K-N-E-R. That's wonderful. Lindsay, I'm so glad and we were able to record this Me and too. share with the world what the beautiful thing, the beautiful message that you're carrying through your love for words. I really appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, when I'm coming to Nebraska, I'll yes. give you a call yes. to meet you in person. Sounds wonderful. I would love it.
All right. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. You're such a joy. I'm looking forward to read your book. Thank you. Bye. Bye now. Jump. You're ready now. Jump. The sky's the limit. Jump. 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 Leave it all behind and jump. Just go for it. Jump. Jump.